All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back once again. This is episode two of the Afterthoughts podcast here at the Carlsbad campus. I am sitting with the lovely Lindsay Marsley. Hello. And as always, I'm Kip Strawbridge, campus pastor here at the Carlsbad campus. And we have a special guest this week, the one and only Luke, Luke Cherry. Cherry. Hey. That's right. Lindsay, you've got a rap sheet on this guy, don't you? Oh, I do. I have the dirt. Tell oh, us a little bit this. about Luke Cherry and why is he here? Okay, Luke Luke has been married for 20 years. Mm-hmm. Exactly 20 years or about 20 years? Yeah, uh, 20 years, yep. To 20. one woman, yep. <laughs> that's, that's a perk. That's a good thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, your wife is Alyssa. She's beautiful. And you guys have three daughters. What are their names? So we got Tegan, McKenna, and Delaney. Tegan. Two middle schoolers. I love those names. Ooh. So life is very emotional life right now. Life is very, very emotional Yeah, that's now. right. <laughs> All the feels. All, All the feels. feels. But you're a feeler, so you can yeah. keep up with this. Yeah. You, you got to it. handle it, yep. Yep. So your background, though, you've worked in ministry for also... 20-ish or more years. Yeah-ish, yeah. That's crazy because you're mm-hmm. only like 19. Oh. Um, but you've worked at North Coast Church. Yep. Young Life. Yeah, that's right. In Rocky Peak Church mm-hmm. with yep. the Mike Yearly. That's right. Yeah, yeah so that's a little North Coast history there. Yeah, yeah. that is. That's you go, right. go way back. Um, you guys, my favorite thing, though, about Luke. Here we go. I'm just curious. How many pairs of Nike slides do you own? Uh, 49. 49? No, no, I don't know how that's many. That's Maybe five. Six. Mm. No, but I have do colors color for code? each out. Yeah, I do. Yes, I, was, color I swear code. I've seen at least one slides. every day of the week. It's yeah. like a Monday pair, Tuesday I'm passionate pair. about slides. I can't stop. You That's awesome. You are. Yeah. Hey, uh, we are excited about tonight's talk. Um, we are uh, here after continuing in our Second Samuel series. We're in chapter 14 now. Our, our guest speaker this week, which is not something North Coast does very often, uh, but he was in town and, and was uh, doing a date night with our couples across North Coast and stuck around to teach this weekend. And chapter 14 is uh, Mark Clark. And so we're going to be bouncing off of his three points that he gave. So he talked about three points. Uh, Lindsay, you want to give us those three points? Rules for life is really where he yeah. boiled it down. Can you read those yeah, for us? Yes, make a decision. Don't take things into your own hands and kill sin before it kills you. Yes, all three really good points, loved them. But our first question actually was something that we talked about, some other people we heard, and it came in as one of our first questions here as we take questions on the podcast. If you would like to send in a question, we're always curious what your thoughts are. And if you attend, we encourage people to send them in and we want to answer them here in this live podcast. Uh, their first question, Lindsay, you want to read it? It's about rule number one and two. Yeah, it was really good. It's, it says addressing Mark's first and second life rules, which again, it's make a decision and don't take things into your own hands. It says they seem, they collide sometimes. How do we best balance the responsibility and necessity of making life decisions with the goal of not taking full control and trusting God? Yeah, great, great question. question. That didn't hit me, but uh, my wife was even saying, she noticed that. Luke, you were mentioning that that kind of was something playing in your mind as well. Uh, I love that insight on that. Um, I was kind of compartmentalizing, as Mark said. I saw them in separate boxes in the garage and as their own thing. I didn't cross them over as he was talking about. Uh, but, uh, but really the first one is where we talked about, I think some of the answer to that, we're going to get to more. And so I hope as we talk, we actually answer this first question kind of in the whole of what we talk about tonight. Um, but, uh, I think the, to summarize it, it's this issue of maturity, Christian maturity, spiritual maturity, uh, and that, and that we as Christians are on a journey. I think that's kind of the answer. We'll get deeper into that. That seems kind of trite at first value, but I don't want to get lost in it yet. I think we're going to unravel that as we go. But we actually started down the road of what we were going to talk about tonight because of point number one. As it said, make a decision. Mark talked about his own testimony and how when he became a Christian, read the Bible, that led him to Christ, and he was on fire. 
and many times you hear that story, the, the initial fervor of, of a Christian, the, the on-fireness of when you encounter Christ and it changes your life and what you do with that. And Luke, you were sharing some fun stories a little bit about your own. Tell us some of your own experience about that same thing. Yeah, I don't know. I have a lot of just really dumb stories from me <laughs> as an early passionate Jesus follower, but uh, a couple, my buddy and I, Adam, uh, we just got super pumped on Jesus and we're diving into scripture, holding each other accountable and really going full go on it. And I, I have this memory of going down to Carlsbad seawall and from this fervor, like, we're just like, let's just go talk to people. And in throughout this night, we're walking up to randoms uh, along the wall, just people that don't want to be talked to. And we're <laughs> couples we're, on strolls, people walking oh, their dogs. It's just painful to <laughs> recall, but we're, we're talking to, yeah, it could be an old couple, uh, a, a homeless dude that's just out there just trying to get a nap and we're just interrupting his rest. And it just reminds me of just the lack of patience I had with the whole process. Right. You know, uh, I saw like lack of immaturity in, in just my love, mm -hmm. lack, lack of maturity in my truth that I was sharing with them. So um, I saw that there, I remember being in Cal Poly San Luis Obispo, literally going back and forth with this guy debating um, and it's on print, like all my stupid stuff is in print there in the school newspaper, just how I lack to love people uh, and my just weird truths that I was living by at the time. So I don't know, I just, I just, I'm, I just recall just like, man, I needed to give myself uh, time to process, yeah. time to come up to, uh, you know, just come up to speed with this whole thing and what it is to follow Jesus as a whole, yeah. you know? Yeah. So you would say your life has been a journey yeah. yeah, and a bad example of what is yeah. to follow Jesus sometimes. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I was telling Lindsay this. this. Actually, I didn't share this, but your story made me remember a moment, like flashback to me as you were telling it. I remember being at a buddy of mine's house, and we we were kind of like, I had this church friend crowd and this like not church friend crowd. There's just my friends who eventually grew up and weren't really from my church. So I had these two groups that I kind of went between, and one of them, I remember my church friends, uh, this one of them became a new believer into our group. And they got on fire. And I remember coming over to my buddy's house to be like hanging out or doing something. And the two of them are having this passionate like argument about what one of the minor prophets really meant. And I'm like, guys, I don't think we're supposed to argue like this. Oh, I don't think this is the dissension I'm seeing. Just doesn't seem right. right. And, I, and, I, and I think it's similar to what you're saying. Oh, it's absolutely. like as a young Christian, we often make mistakes. Oh, we were, and, and I think that's where we talked about to go back to our first question is how can those two be there? I think they can, but I think you have to keep them in balance. Mm -hmm. You can't do one exclusively and the other exclusively and expect both of them not to step on each other. But there is a, a dance in that almost where one leads at one time and another leads at another. And, and I think that only comes through maturity. And I think that's what a, really a lot of this stuck out to me and where we started a lot of our conversation uh, for this went was just this idea of that too many times what we want to get into is even just the, the, the collateral damage of, mm -hmm. of new believers. Um, I know stories of people, of course not myself, uh, doing immature things, right, of, of handling my faith from a, from a young level where I really didn't know fully scripture. I didn't find that tempering of my passions and those kind of things. And I know other people who've done that. And in the, the, the collateral of that is that someone encountered me in my early stages and got an image of who God was. And unfortunately a very imperfect one, a very short sighted one, and possibly even an unloving one. As you were saying, mm -hmm. you were giving truth, but not in love. 
uh, those kind of things. And I think there's a many people out there who could relate to this story. Mm-hmm. Many people who could say, yeah, I've been hurt by the church. Actually, I've been hurt by a Christian. And probably those two, I think we could spend 20 minutes on tonight mm-hmm. uh, pretty easily. Um, so any other thoughts on, on that idea, just in general, that balance, how do we, what's your journey been like? Well, I also like to bring it back to the two points, like in some ways, you know, I felt like as he was going on to point two, I feel like he was almost like disproving his point one, but maybe it could have been me just missing the mark of what he was Mm -hmm. saying. But like, you know, I I feel like there's this time, you know, at North Coast, sometimes we, you know, we'll, in teaching, we'll, we'll hear about the game plan and how, you know, obedience, general obedience is just the way to live to, you know, really get going in your direction as you follow Jesus. I also believe that, you know, the sensitivity to what God is saying is very important in our lives. Like, you know, I I do feel like we need to stay surrendered in thought in those moments to actually receive from him, uh, because I do believe that he calls us to a certain place in time. Even how this podcast came together, I feel like was a calling. No no joke. I mean, Mm -hmm. really. It's been some great conversation. Mm -hmm. Yeah, great conversation. I mean, Kip, we weren't planning on sharing this, but what is amazing is afterthoughts in and of itself. Yeah is it's really probably 10 different people who had an idea Mm and saying, hey, we need to try something different. And we don't know what this looks like, but we feel like God is pushing us to something different. And no joke, I I met with Serena Clark, who's on staff here at North Mm -hmm. Coast Church, and she's like, hey, share your heart. And I shared it, Mm -hmm. and she's like, no, go talk to Kip. And I was like, why? Why why talk to Kip? (laughs) I went into the office, and I was sitting down, and Kip had a notepad in front of him, and he was looking down at the notepad, and then he was looking back behind me, and we had a, a great conversation where Kip kind of just let me spill out like, Hey, I think this is like the next thing in ministry. Can we try this? And I got to a point where I was like, why isn't he looking me in the eye? Like uh-huh. what's wrong with him? I don't, I don't know. And, but then he basically, he said, Hey, look at the board behind you. And then I, and then he, he like took, he moved his notebook, notepad. So I could see what you were writing. And even the verbiage that mm-hmm. I had just shared with you yeah. was something you had written on the board prior to me coming yeah. into speaking with you yeah. where my heart was at, where other people were at. And yeah. But it's that balance of it like, now maybe in the morning, this is a common example, but we're not getting up and meditating in front of my dresser over what color shirt I'm going to wear that day. Mm-hmm. Right. You that know, would but be too extreme. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> maybe. Right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. But it's this, like, I feel like this constant surrender to be like, you know, as we're walking obediently, because I feel like in some ways we've forgotten to just live surrendered yeah. to the call, yeah. you know what I mean? To listen to the spirit as he is guiding us in yeah. all of it. And I think to your point, Lindsay, that's exactly what I heard in his point number two was that, that it's like God's working in the background. You know, his example of how like I tried to get my book published. I tried to do this and then I gave up, got depressed. And then all of a sudden God worked and then it happened. Mm-hmm. You know, when I just kind of let God do his thing, I could have been like, this is never going to happen. Yeah. But if I just said it, you know, prayed, been faithful to it, then I would have seen God work and I would have been blessed by knowing that I was trusting God in this as well. And so I think that's an interesting, you know, caveat to it. One of the things I'd like to point out, we talked a little bit about this before when we were whiteboarding some stuff out, but maybe I'll, I'll propose this as like, maybe this is it. It just kind of hit me. I think point one, he's really more talking about, um, about salvation, you know, justification for, to use the theological term. It's like make a decision because it's a decision that impacts eternity. Like, like, like get on board or get off one or the other, but like make a decision, do something. And so there's a little bit of that, like, Hey, this is important. Don't just sit there. And he was kind of talking to that, you know, crowd that comes at Christmas crowd that only comes at Easter. They're they're at church, but they're not really coming because of a faith because of a relationship. 
And then the second one, I think what he says, but don't take it all into your own hands. I think that's part of that, that sanctification part, that journey, that process we're all on. Once we come to faith in Christ, we're babes in Christ. We're maturing, we're growing. You see hundreds of analogies throughout the Bible of trees growing, you know, being planted, you know, all of this growth analogy for us to imagine that it's like an instant overnight change and we're going to be perfect reflections of Christ. And then everyone's judging us according to that. And I think maybe that's where some of the hurt comes from Mm -hmm. is that we don't paint that picture clearly in humility to go, Hey, I'm not perfect, but can I tell you what I, what I know? Can I tell you what I experienced? And maybe that's the, maybe that's the balance that we miss too often. Um, I think we see inflammatory comments on social media. We see, you know, and in our passion and our fervor, we miss some of the, maybe the more seasoned elements that, that we become as we mature in Christ. We're not just spouting off truth just because we need to be out there yelling at people on the street, even yeah. though it's true, right? You know, <laughs> Technically, uh, yeah. but it's not in love. It's not in a, in a way that we've thought through. How are they going to receive this? Really thinking about them yeah. more than us. Because mm-hmm. when it comes down to it, these people, they just needed it, their story heard. Right. They need someone to sit with them, yeah. arm around them. But yeah. Yeah. So yeah. if you think about it, you process. could have spent that same time yeah. stopping and going, hey, do you got a moment? Yeah. You know, and just sitting and relating with someone, which probably would have opened a door that wouldn't have been opened before. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so. Um, yeah good question was there another question question that came in Lindsay we want to take a a stab at there is so something that we kind of talked about tonight is when Christians are sometimes Christians think they're mature and they're not or um, a lot of times there there's what we call church hurt Mm -hmm. and um, it's really easy for people to get turned away from God because of their impressions or their encounters of other people um, this is a conversation that I've, uh, you know, I know you guys can relate to this too, being in ministry so long. I have this, lots of these conversations where people are like, yeah, I used to believe in God, but, and, mm. and now they're just, their, their, their life, they're just, they just walked away from their faith. And, um, as the friend like this, I, I hate this. I hate those conversations. Right. Um, I, I'm just curious from a thinker, feeler perspective, a theological spe- perspective. And I get, this is a heavy question. Yeah you're sitting down talking with somebody who's expressed this to you. What, what do you say? Hmm. Luke? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, f- <laughs> I feel a lot of times what, you know, when people uh, come at me with those kinds of comments, questions and stuff, they're going through existential crisis. Right. Um, I feel like there's oftentimes been a, just a severe misrepresentation of Jesus along the way. And um, I think that w- we need to just constantly remind uh, people to look to scripture, uh, to seek him out, and that hu- hu- humanity, but we're just not capable of perfectly representing that, you know? And I mean, that's, that's just the first thing that came yeah. to my mind is. I mean, my mind goes back to the car analogy of the restoration, because when you're talking about it, the difference is, is like, so many things in, in life, when you think about a car, it's like we're replacing parts. But when you're working with people, you can't do that. Mm-hmm. You can't take parts off. You have damaged parts that need to be fixed. And that's the hard part is we're in a, we're in a, you know, just rip it off, put a new part in mentality and world. And so I think that's what people's reaction a lot of time is, is like, well, Jesus didn't work. So I'll rip that off and I'll plug something else in. If that doesn't work, I'll take that off. I'll plug something else in. And we're just swapping out parts when reality is, is we had the right part at the beginning. It was damaged maybe by someone well-intended, you know, or, or some situation, or maybe even someone not well-intended who who claimed to represent Christ but then did a horrible job of it. 
uh, for whatever reason, maybe in a in an intentional way, uh, and maybe absent-mindedly, you know, or unintentional. Uh, but I think that church hurt to try to define that is is those who've been hurt by the church or people who represent the church. It's it's really um, it's people who put their trust and faith in a person. I think is at the core of it. They saw someone who represented Christ and put their hope maybe in that person mm-hmm. rather than the Christ they represent. And so then when that person lets them down, and that's the, the hard the hard question for me for a long time was like putting my hope in some, anyone other than Christ. Like it's, I can't trust my parents. I can't trust my friends. I can't trust myself. Mm-hmm. You know, and when you realize that, like we're all broken humanity, we're putting our hope in anything other than Christ, it will disappoint. And so in a way it sounds hard. So the, you know, thinker feeler, the thinker side of me goes, we kind of set ourselves up for that hurt when we, because we, we misplaced our trust, we misplaced our hope. Mm-hmm. And, and I, and I think my answer to that would be to go seek who Christ really is. Mm-hmm. That's where you're going to find the real hope is in the real Christ, not what someone may be presented or falsely presented or your own misrepresentation or, or misplaced trust and hope but seek Christ and who he really is. And I think when you do, you'll see who God is. And I think he'll show himself to you. It says, when you seek him, you'll find him. And I don't think that's just a trite phrase. Mm-hmm. I think that's genuinely how it works. When yeah. you seek very few stories of people who diligently sought Christ and didn't find him, mm-hmm. you know, I think we have to be lovingly bold with our people too. Like if we do see mismanagement of Jesus, right? Like, uh, we got to speak in, just just understand that we're here in love and we um we need to call it out and work mm-hmm. together to better represent him and i think that's also part of our own spiritual formation too as we are able to do that together you know yeah um yeah i just feel like a lot of my most important important friendships in my life have been that iron sharpening iron where i'm getting called out and yeah. you know my love and truth and you know, i'm speaking freely in their life but in the end we're coming up to speed yeah. with how we can best do this jesus thing yeah no. Yeah, I mean, you're both walking the same direction. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, so it ends I up working out. The thing that I'm hearing, and this is the feeler side, coming yeah. in, it's my response isn't to correct them, isn't isn't to argue for God, because God can speak for Himself. Right. I think my, my response is to walk alongside them. Yeah. And say, hey, I'm here to listen. I'll Absolutely. ask you some questions, but the, you're not in it alone. Yeah. I think that's huge. And sometimes I'll just be frank with them, like just a hey, just so you know, like my experience there's a lot of people that threw me for a loop and I was getting weird messages about who Jesus was. Right. And then, so you could use your own testimony Mm -hmm. just to let them know they're not alone in these feelings. Right. Uh, But like Kip was saying, like, let's put our trust in the proper place as we go forward. Yeah. 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 I think when we're honest and vulnerable too, you know, I mean, that's when we're real Mm -hmm. and not some polished version of what we're trying to present of Christ. Cause I think that's in our best, efforts we try to do that to go let me put on as much christ as i can to reflect christ but when we hold that up as the perfect image of christ and then they see the the lackluster behind the polish then they go wait a minute and then they feel shammed you know and it's like not shamed shammed like like they were they had the wool pull over their eyes you know and they were you know sold a a false bill of goods you know um and so i think that's that's kind of that's where my mind goes to it you know it, it is hard i because that restoration process, there's probably a, a psychologist who could come in and give you all kinds of practical steps of like aff- affirm them. And But I think at the heart of it is realizing that our hope has to be in Christ and Christ alone, mm-hmm. not in any one person. And when we can recognize that, I think that's that first step of moving in the right direction is to go, why was I hurt? I wasn't hurt by Christ. 
I was hurt by someone who was representing mm-hmm. Christ. Mm-hmm. So why don't I give Christ a chance? Maybe this mm-hmm. person doesn't deserve a second chance, but Christ does. Mm-hmm. And so that'd be my advice. And I, I would say too, I know I'm answering my own question a little yeah. bit here, but the, I think we have to remember that God is not done writing our stories. Yep. And so just, just because we've experienced hurt in the past doesn't mean that's what right. the future holds for us. Oh, the mm-hmm. Bible's full of all that. Oh, full right. of hope, full of restoration. Yeah. And, uh, Redemption yeah. stories. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Love it. For real. I hope that answered your question, Lindsay. I did. <laughs> Thank <Good>. you, guys. <laughs> All right. Afterthoughts podcast, 6 o'clock. Carlsbad Campus, come join us where we answer your questions as we talk about scripture and how it applies to practical, real-world situations. Thank you for your vulnerability. Thank you for your honest questions. Luke, thanks again for being here thanks as our guest. Me. Loved Love having you guys. tonight.